The story of a master and his apprentice. So the apprentice thinks he's better than his master. Calls, he challenges the master to a contest, a painting contest. Paint the better painting. They take the whole year to finish them, and then they both show up in front of an audience. They're outside, right, with a crowd, and two of them got their paintings. And the apprentice pulls back the curtain on his art, and all it is after a year of work is just some grapes. Not even like a lot, like six or fewer on a plate or something. And the apprentice is like standing proud, chest out. And the audience is like, what, grapes? Like, yeah, they're nice grapes. But yeah, against the master. So he cracks. Is he cracked or, you know, he just couldn't do it, you know? And then the apprentice ignores that and just calmly looks at the cool sky. And there's some birds. They're flying, right? And they start flying towards the picture. And then these birds start pecking at the picture, trying to eat the grapes because they're so good. They're perfect. To the birds, this isn't art. It's just what is, and what's better than what is. And the audience going nuts, cheering, huzzahing, and you know the apprentice is bowing and smiling, pointing at the birds. He's won. He knows he's won. And he turns to the master, points at them, at the painting, at the master's painting, and he says, "All right, not that there's a need, but let's see what's behind your curtain." And the master says, "What curtain?" Oh shit! Welcome back to Threads and Dreads. That's a little fucking parable for you, boys. It's kind of crazy. I don't know what it means, but this motherfucker could paint some grapes, and this guy could... His curtains were even better. Oh, I think I, I think the it. moral of the story is don't fuck with the master. Yeah, I mean, Or that's, the words of Mark Hamill, don't fuck with the Jedi master's son. Yeah, that that is actually kind of a great story of no matter how good you think you are, there's always someone better, and... Don't fucking forget it. Yeah. So that is from uh, Mr. Miracle. This huh? is from Mr. Miracle by Tom King. Um, Sir Thomas King. And, you know, I don't know if that's probably an old parable. I don't know if that's original, but the way he wrote it is great as far yeah, as it sounds... it's in the perspective of someone telling a story to Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Like someone an anic- an giving him like this lesson. Yeah. And this goes pretty deep into it, it. They do a really good job of describing who Mr. Miracle is and where he came from yeah. without it being an origin story, with there being an actual original, cool, fun character story on top of that. Well, and Pete, uh, Mr. Miracle, for those who don't know, I'm pretty sure his backstory, super abbreviated, is at, in DC, there's Orion, or not Orion, there is uh, Dark, Dark Side, Side, and then who's his counterpoint? Um, it's the High Father. The High Father. So of New Genesis. High Father and Dark Side, they're... It's God and the Devil. They're insane, so they flip-flop kids. Yes. Uh, Dark Side gets Mr. Miracle. High Father gets Orion. Orion, yes. Uh, Both just become heroes, but Mr. Miracle is trapped in a prison, I think, for Uh, most of his life. They call it the pit. The pit. And he basically just learns to become the world's best escape artist. Yeah, it's a really, and that's what attracted me. And I'd heard of this character before. And, you know, who created Mr. Miracle? Uh, Jack the King Kirby. Jack Kirby, yeah. Because he created Dark Side and this yeah. whole lore behind basically how Dark Side and High Father are, you know, God and the devil. New Genesis is heaven, Apocalypse is hell. Yeah. It's a very simple black and white way to, you know, to Yeah, one to one story. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, and I'm like, Minus and so, the devil and God switching babies right and which i guess that's more of like a nobleman thing like like a like um what they used to do in like night yeah. night old kingy times like yeah they, they do a, it on uh, game of thrones yeah shit. it's an old yeah. weird timey thing but because you would think oh i'm gonna make your son my apprentice it was it was the biggest like cuck move you could do something like oh yeah i'm raising your son yeah. motherfucker your daughter's mine now but nowadays that's like a <laughs> yeah they don't do that anymore our president doesn't give away a kid <laughs> we uh he just but, pardons a turkey yeah 
and ra- and rappers if they so choose. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, Chief or not Chief Keef? Oh my gosh, uh, Kodak Black, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, what I was gonna say is, Mr. Miracle's kind of become a favorite for writers. It seems like over the past ten years or so, where he's gotten some really good stories. There's the old canon where he's him and Big Bartha. Barda. Barda are married. Yeah, yeah they're married in this. They, yeah. they end up having two kids in this 12-issue book. Um, yeah, it's great. It, it's um, And this art is great. So it's this Mitch Jareds, if I'm pronouncing that right. Gerard? Gareds? Maybe if he Mitch. calls, we'll, I'll get it straight So homie out. Mitch, really good, really cool, soft art style. Almost like it's a great mix between like a comic book, but just like very good features. Okay. Like almost, I don't want to say Alex Ross, but it's a little softer in painting style. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, you know you're reading a comic book. Don't you know? Like, you know make, you're make no mistake. Uh, and he also did that Strange Adventures with Tom King about oh, yeah, yeah. Adam Strange, which was fantastic. Check that out. That's twelve issues as well. These, this guy's the king of the twelve issue run. Just you know, cool storyline. Other than Batman, where he wanted to do five hundred. Well, they what you know he was meant to do a hundred, and after seventy five, like get out of here. I guess people hated the Catwoman wedding thing. I yeah, really I think didn't it, like that. To do a hundred like consecutive books. And writing that, you just, with a character like Batman, you just fall out of some, like, you might have a couple gold nuggets, but that's only getting you so many books. I don't know if I'd want to write that same character for that long. No, and that's why I think a lot of people don't. I think it was a challenge he had kind of put on himself. And I think even by him leaving at 75, I think maybe the last 10 were kind of just his name alone on it. Yeah, like you're saying, he's like Howard Hughes locked up there, and you know, yeah. with nine inch nails and jars of piss. Right, and, and Batman. Batman will marry Catwoman. They're like, we did that twice. <laughs> They've been divorced. Yeah, like he had a breakthrough. Yeah, he's like at a certain point, he's like, what about this? They're like, we've done that. Uh-huh. He's like, and then Bane breaks his back, well, and they're <laughs> like, yeah, did that they're too. Like, oh, you mean again? Uh, no, it's the, but the next Tom King, and I'll stop after this book I want to read is uh, Omega Man. Do you know about that one? Uh, another it's, apocalypse? It's Ky- no, it's Kyle, uh, was it Rainer? Renner? The Green yeah. Lantern. What is... And he, and he kind of branches off, and it's this group called like the Omegas. And I think he's almost like a bad guy, oh, like anti-hero okay. kind of deal. Uh, it just sounded cool. Was, was he still with the Green Lantern? Right? I think it starts out that he is, and then, and he, then he... Yeah, he even has like the Omega symbol on his chest. Well, he also... Switches so over. I don't know if that has anything to do with Dark Side's people. He at one point, well, yeah, because they're the all they're, about Omega. Yeah, that's like their whole shit. They're like alpha males, dumb. We're Omega males. Yeah, that hits the next, the next fucking uh, next branch up. You know the uh, no, because I know Kyle Rayner also becomes the White Lantern. Oh, okay. So this is before that. Um, I had a picture of it at one point, but yeah, it's obviously oh, because like, I'm like I wanted a good like there it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, wanted a good you know, Green Lantern type story. I'm like, oh, this is close enough. You know, something by him just to keep with that theme. Uh, and Kyle Rayner, yes. Some pop culture news, though, dude. What's going on with this strike? It, Are we going to get so ever see a movie I, again? The only thing I heard, and this was it was even like a loose state. It wasn't even hard information. It was um, that they're not even going to like resume uh, union talks again until like mid September. I think someone said like the 19th. Well. I thought there was also a situation where it's like I know A24 can still make movies and do anything they want because they've agreed yes. to all. So it seems more like it's just the big companies that are kind of holding out. 
And I mean, dude, give up the bag. Give up the <laughs> damn bag, brother. Right. Like it you had the Come same back to Earth. You had to know that this period of time for streaming was fleeting. You've already had this situation with cable. So just like you accept that you're going to end up having to pay these people. You skated by for fucking almost 15 years of getting freebies off of like residual payments to people because you're not releasing the numbers. Right. And now you're going to have to. It's going to be, yeah. I mean, it could be in a private report, but it's going to leak. You know that. Yeah. And some gentleman online was talking about, uh, it was just the fact that, yeah, the stock shit is fucked up, but just the fact that, you know, Netflix was one of these things that was so revolutionary and seemed too good to be true that all these other people started going with the, the cut the cable method or whatever they called it where, oh, we'll just make a streaming platform. We're not going to put any focus, any resources into the actual network. It's all going to go yeah. towards the streaming platform. Oh, ne- I mean. To the point where, and, it, and it's just going to be this big conglomerate, like, monster basically to the point where you got like this wildly successful hbo max which is just max hbo is not even in the name and those are the shows that no, are like hbo put, those shows are the people putting out quality shit you and know hbo is putting shows on netflix and shit now are they really like i have I, oh yeah like so westworld is one of those re- you know original hbo shows that just disappeared off there mm-hmm. when when it became max i think or sure even before that it, and now it's yeah you, they're gonna put some of them on Netflix yeah yeah they uh, that show Ballers which was like <laughs> with the Entourage rock, part Entourage with the Rock yeah it's just Entourage with the Rock yeah Entourage with the Rock in sports that's on Netflix and I was like I thought it was just kind of weird that that was you, on Stars though no oh, no, no was that HBO? was HBO okay that because it was such a it felt like such a direct rip of Entourage and Entourage just ended that everyone's like is this like a weird like does the Rock play himself. Or no? No, he plays a. Oh, he's a sports, sports agent. agent. That's right. It is, and that's actually a good because pr- people love that shit, like Jerry Maguire and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they're still ringing that towel. It's out, such you know? a bad like. It's such a rip off of like Entourage was good for the reason of people being like, "Oh, dude, I'm 13. Look, hot girls and cars and money." <laughs> and as an adult, you're just like, "This is the vainest, dumbest it, shit." It's vain. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's junior high fantasy. Yeah, but it, it, that's whatever. exactly what I mean, it is. It's all about the characters, like. Dude, and everyone talks about as far as like sleazy agents, you know. Everyone talks about Jeremy Piven, dude. It, it's it's all about Matthew McConaughey and Tropic Thunder. Oh, the, Matthew the McConaughey, best agent. I will say <laughs> Ari Gold ever. though is that was a character that. I mean, Jeremy Piven is Ari Gold. You it, know, he, uh, that's, exactly, that's him, it is yeah. the same person in the same way that like Paul Rubens is Pee Wee Herman, R.I.P. Yeah, and you know I don't know fucking there's that uh, Nick Offerman is Ron Swanson. Yeah, that's just so it there is are what people it is, that dude. just find roles that you're like, oh, that's you. They're asking, it's you and can it's you, you just be you? <laughs> There's no one else. And we'll pay you good money. We're going to pay you great money. And he does have, I mean, truly just fucking shit that at the time you're like, this is hilarious. It obviously has aged very poorly. I've only, I've only watched a little bit of Entourage, but I know it's a fun show. And like yeah. the celebrity cameos are always great and, and stuff. And it was a big early like, damn, they're getting real celebrities who are like playing themselves and acting like Dude, themselves and we're talking at the time on hbo let's just break it down we had what at all the same time that was on this network was curb the sopranos entourage all these like super the wire, heavy, the wire all at, i mean like that's incredible man oh, it, all these great shows all at one time i mean shit that dude true blood people love yeah. true oh, yeah. blood Ooh. i've tried to watch it and i just don't i cannot get into vampires it. were hot for a minute I, man i love vampire shit too usually yeah but some of it you're just like this is br- 
beyond brutal. Speaking of vampires, with this writer's strike, I don't know, because we had talked about this film since they had done the casting. Um, are they? Is this Blade movie coming out anytime soon? Is season? Blade dead? It might Have be we dead. figured the way to kill Blade is a writer's strike? Dude, they figured it out, huh? The Daywalker dies in the writer's no, strike. No garlic, no no crosses, well, just a good old-fashioned strike. They've been working on a script for it for a long time, yeah. and they just couldn't get a fucking good script. Mahershala Ali is like, what the fuck is going on? How can we not get this script? I've had this dumbass haircut for three years. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, I got this shitty 80s high top that I don't need. <laughs> um, but no, I think it was just, I don't know why it's so tough to find this good script when I feel like even the 90s one, it or the, was it 90 still technically for Blade? Uh, yeah, it was like 98. 98? Yep. yep. Um, but that first Blade movie, it's not a deep script. It's just a good movie. It is. It's a great, like, you need the act. Like, the action in that movie is fucking crazy good. Uh, that From the very moment they do that Blood Rave fight scene, oh, you have so to sick. see that. If you've seen that in theaters, you're like, this shit's going to bang. Yeah. And it's so funny. They always, uh, there's something like party atmosphere and like music oriented about the vampire stuff like yeah. going all the way back to like, like lost boys like aren't oh, they, yeah, they're, they're all like punkers dude there's like, like punk rave it's like kids. punk rave new wave shit like it's sweet yeah they i mean that's why vampires are cool dude they're at clubs they're like <laughs> mixing dried blood they're, and they're probably going to sense pizza party they were probably at the Hell party yeah. the other night there were definitely a couple of vamps up in the building <laughs> dude. i think it's so funny because now all these kids love like vampire shit and they're all like want to dress like vampires but in like thousand dollar outfits oh yeah and they just listen to playboy cardi and i'm like i bet vampires hate playboy cardi. do they do they go out of the way to be really pale because i knew kids that would like oh yeah oh, I, I don't go outside a lot because i like having a pale old, complexion. old school yeah no i think now they're they're cool with being like tanned up yeah, they don't mind, but they walk. They got to wear Rick Owens. It's like <laughs> there two, are there are rules. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, I don't make the rules, but but dude, we were talking about earlier today. Uh, little news break. My mom is kind of breaking into the world of comics. Yeah, she is in a book club. If you want to join a book club in Cleveland, please let me know. My mom needs people in her book club. Yeah, give us a call. Uh, next month, though, she told me we're reading. We're reading uh, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. And I said, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, he's an author. I've read another one of his books last year. He's won all these awards. And I said, hey, I fucking know who Neil Gaiman is, all right? Don't fucking sit here and I'm the one who's done 100 episodes, not you, okay? <laughs> Did you say this before or after you pushed her to the ground yeah. in, in a grin rage? <laughs> I, I pushed her first and then I just said it all over her. <laughs> Talking um, down to her. But that led us to, you still haven't seen Sandman. Uh, no. We both yeah, read yeah. Sandman. Yes. Um, I watched it. Have you read pretty much the whole series? I don't know if I've read the whole series. I've read a lot of it. I think there, I don't I have to look at how many issues. There's probably like close to 100, but well, I've, I read, I've read at least half of them. I read that, and then I had that book I gave you too. Yes. That's like the whole history of it. Did you give that to me? Yeah, I think you have that. Okay, I'll have to double check because I was I was looking for it the other yeah. day and I couldn't find it. It um I think that one's so, like it might be up in my bedroom. The whole lore of Sandman is very cool to yeah, me. Yeah, and I love any like, I love stuff like that like breaks it down a little bit deeper, you know. Well, like, yeah, and it's so, behind the scenes, but it's not, you know. So much of that 
story and characters and everything about it is based on like loose historical kind of things or old mythologies or it combines all this stuff and you're like oh that's cool that's who this person is right um i know the show was the show's all right yeah it's i'd give it probably uh i'd give that bad boy maybe a 7.8 okay you know it I was telling that's, you that that's a solid. That's they spend a lot of time on that first instance. Spoiler: If you've never read a book that came out thirty yeah. years ago, but the Sandman's caught in a guy's basement for a hundred years. For a hundred years, and in the comic, this is like five pages. And in the, the way the story goes, isn't he trying to capture the devil? Or he's just trying. I think he was just trying to capture any kind of magic. There was a specific one he was going. He was for. going one for of his someone. one of his siblings because you know that's the whole thing. Oh like, yeah, yeah. There's there's dream. There's desire. There's, they all start with D. No, there's. A, I can't remember. Yeah, was, I thought they do. It was like dream, desire, destiny. Oh, I think you're right. Shit, uh, I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. He's got those like hot goth sisters. Yeah, <laughs> banging. They uh, that book is so 90s too. Like that's what's so great. It's so late 80s, early 90s. It's but wonderful. it was also one of the first um, comic books to win. I think it was a Pulitzer Prize. We looked this up the one time. It's not Pulitzer, but it's it's a very similar. It's, yeah, it it's like in regards the, to uh, graphic novels type stuff. But it was like the first one to win it as a graphic novel, right? And everyone got pissed. Yeah, it's all some sort rec- of fiction award. Yeah, all the about. other authors are like, oh bullshit, dude! I deserve the Eisner Award. <laughs> it's like. Hey, this one this, Eisner, huh? Yeah, Miracle Man like, won Eisner. Yeah, it's like that's a great book. It doesn't matter that there's pictures. Yeah, you, you saying like, oh, it's got pictures. It's for babies. What are you nine? Yeah, grow up. It. Well, so you can see. First off, I bet so many more people are willing to read something with pictures. Uh-huh. I know how America works. The pretentious people read regular books and brag. Yes, about they it. do. It's like people who want to just read a story. Don't care how it's delivered. I work with a young man. He'll make a point. Of being like, hey, this is what I'm reading. He, like brings out the book and like tells me all about it. This oh. is. I, keep in mind, this might surprise you, but I didn't ask. Yeah, I don't care. And he's telling me all. It's all like self help bullshit. Well, it's that's always what it is. There's two. If someone's bragging to you about reading a book, it's two kinds of books. It's either like self help Tony Robbins bullshit, fucking Gary V. Get up, wake up, Gary, Gary V. <laughs> um, or it is. People just reading like they're like, oh, yeah, I used to go on my phone a lot, but I read now. I'm reading uh, Sun Tzu, Art of War. It's like, shut the hell the, up. The fuck dude. you are. You're skimming that. Yeah. Bitch. It's you're, like you couldn't understand this for your life. You're going dude. in and out of that. You know, I, my friend's uh, fiance said she's like, man, I tried. I thought I was like cool and smart. I was going to try to read Stephen Hawking's A Brief wrinkle in time or whatever it's oh, called yeah he's just like, oh yeah i got like three pages i'm like i don't know what the fuck is going on yeah, you have no clue what's happening from the you think just because you read a couple fucking cl- classics books that like a lot of people have already read it's like don't brag about being like yeah i read the catcher in the rye it's like <laughs> all right i read that uh 13 years ago when I hated reading the most. That's one of the classic, like, I don't know if that's, I think that's American literature novel that yeah. I've, I've never read. We, like, we never read that in our class, so. That was just, there are some. I skipped, uh, what was it, The Hatchet? I never had to do. We read Hatchet in the fifth grade. That's a quick read, though. It's like 90, it's like No, there's, there's got to be another Lord one. Lord of the Flies. Then. I don't think I did Lord of the Flies that in my, 
That was a good. I actually like Lord of the Flies. That's a good it, book. Because just how our school, it's like whatever English class you're in, like they just have to have probably yeah. twenty books. And, and that's another one that's short. That's why I was like, hell yeah, I'll knock this thing yeah. out. I got a little paperback, dude. I read it in like three days. I'll never forget. I was so pissed. The only book I ever actually read in high school was Animal Farm. Yeah, that's so a good I, book too. I read it like the whole book. That is a great I just book. do the actual homework. Mm-hmm. The day of the test, I'm like crazy sick. Oh, really? Like fever, like fucking feeling wild. And I was like, dude, I got to take this test. Like, I got to do this thing. I read this book, failed the test because I'm like delirious yeah. taking it. And I was just like, well. Oh, you read it like on your sick day? I just. Or no, did you go to school that day? I, was, I went to school and took the test and then oh, went home. God. Failed the test. And they're like, yeah, you didn't do so hot. And I was like, I actually read this thing. This just goes to show Spark Notes. Way better. What if you didn't read it and it was all just a fever dream? Yeah, like none of <laughs> you the, literally like, never even read this book. We never, we never had to read Animal Farm. Like a friend's, <laughs> like that didn't happen. When I was a kid, I had this Bart Simpson book. It was called like Bart Simpson's Guide to Life. Okay, and it had his like dream bedroom, and it like I, I thought it was so cool. I have to bring this book in sometime. You would get a kick out of it. And it like showed all this cool shit if you what he would have in his dream bedroom. And one of it was like a dream machine that was attached to his bed. And you would be able to pick your dream that night, whether it was like skydiving or being a cowboy or an astronaut. Like it was pretty cool. Like oh, yeah, I'm like, dude. oh, and because you, you can just press a button and that's your dream for the night. I'm like, that's rad. That's the older, why why have we not invented that yet? The older you get, those buttons just get more limited to like, yeah, it's just picking out chicks. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a, a list of yeah. of girls' Attributes names. Attributes. <laughs> Anyone you've ever seen Categories. in life. Yeah, <laughs> it's just categories at that point. Seventh grade teacher. <laughs> Ooh, my yeah, we have one called her name was Miss French, cute blonde. She looked like a Miss French, even though she was married. I think that was her married name. Damn, she got the name French. <laughs> He's like, I wonder if the husband's like, yeah, in my family we call this. The French kiss. Yeah, right. Maybe he's the inventor. I am. He's, I, I don't want to brag, but my grandfather invented that. My grandfather invented You're the welcome. French kiss. He was a slut. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa was a dirty old man. Um, dude, do you think? What do you think this means for the future of all of our movies coming out with a strike? Though, like, do you think we lose some of these movies that were gonna be getting made for? Um, like Marvel, like do you think we they just start cutting a couple things? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I could see them starting to make some cuts and uh, scaling things back just because they're so behind on schedule now, because of all this going on. You know, there there will be there there will be a um, a decision made. There will be a uh, negotiation that does go through. We just don't know when, but someone will break, and these guys will go back to work. But it's going to affect, yeah, maybe the amount of things that come out for one, and for two, just. Honestly, I hate to be like an asshole, but like maybe just the overall quality of it. it if you're not writing for a while, you're rusty. Well, or maybe you just, pen, or it could be even better. Maybe they pent up all these great ideas. I, I think it's also going to end up being. It could end up being a golden age. I Yeah, I think we're going to have, you're going to have a lot less people getting greenlit on shows. For the, be- for the better. For the better. Yeah. Because all, I mean, dude, I have four or five streaming services. All of them have a bunch of filler. Like, there's a bunch of shit on here that it's like, let's see the numbers. And all these things are also very quick to cancel yeah. things. Like, you know, if you get when, you, when you're on Netflix, you get to the end of a category, 
like say you, you search the whole category and it starts with like the most popular irrelevant yeah. shit. And then once you get to the bottom, you're like, what is this? Yeah, you're like, oh, Netflix originals that no one. It's crazy. About. Like, like never, never even like. But that's what it. Unfortunately, this whole thing just leads to a pruning down of amount of shows that are going to get greenlit because things are going to have to be more profitable because you have to show more profit to get more shareholders, to buy more stock, to like, you have to make it seem fucking like a good idea and putting out a bunch of shows that yeah. no one watches. There's definitely some, some light uh, insider trading probably happening in the sense that like, Hey, we're putting out these shit. Like they're, they're all talking to each other. All these streaming sites talk to each other, man. Well, it's I guarantee it. I guarantee they all have something worked out as far as the amount of content that's going to come out and yeah, you said controlling the stock price and how, you know, who's going to be on board, where the money's going to come from to fund exactly, these shows. to make these shows. And who's yeah. going to put money up to be And if like, they're not and like I don't mean that they're like literally calling each other on the phone, there's probably some uh, secrecy to it. Yeah. They're probably literally like, "Oh, I heard hey so and so said they're doing this over at Hulu." I mean, you yeah. best believe they're going to they got they got ears everywhere. You kind of get you get rough numbers. But I'm surprised that these things are publicly traded companies. Mm-hmm. I'm very shocked that they're no one's able to see the numbers. There'll be there'll be repercussions. They'll, I don't know if it's going to be like a hearing or what, but but yeah, it's they I'm probably ho- don't want certain organizations sniffing around. You know what I'm saying? I think a good thing might be less Disney Plus originals, which I'm or a variation of them. Like I don't need three Marvel shows a year. That's too much. Yeah, I, I think can one's do good. One show a year. That's complete. Do a show in two movies. That's I'd say, <laughs> you get one Star Wars show. You get one Marvel show. Yeah, it, but again, it's otherwise you're just flooding the waters. And this doesn't include go ahead and make baby Jedi's and tiny fucking Fantastic Four, but like live action shows that you're putting a real budget into. You don't need to make three of them a year. And if you're going to do more than one, do a mini series, do a 90 minute like micro movie, do something like that so we can watch like Werewolf by Night. Great example of it where it's just short, sweet, concise story. Do those people come back? Oh, never know. Dude. So uh, good segue here. I was at Carol and John's the other day, shout out, and they had a reprint of Werewolf by Night 31, whatever, the first, first Moon Knight. Blade. First Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight, yeah. 31 or 33. But it's really cool. I bought it. It's like a straight, very, very authentic reprint. I mean, the paper, it's not like newsprint, but I yeah. mean, the panels look great. I was going to just bring it over and let you have it. Like, you Dude, know, something to put on the shelf. It looks great. I believe it. I mean, I think, and you said, like you said, they did a great job with that ser- with the uh, with the sh- Werewolf by with, Night with the special. Yeah, yeah I loved Werewolf by Night. I did yeah. not. Again, I think like Moon Knight could have been done different. Yeah, Moon it was Knight, cool, but I don't like. To, I not, I'm not going to rewatch it. Like you said, like something even like Hawkeye. I'll, I'll re- maybe around the holidays I, I'll rewatch that. Hawkeye is light enough, and sure, you're riding off coattails of like a guy who was in all the movies, mm-hmm. but it's. In the right zone of, hey, this is fun. We should do, like, I can watch this. It be pretty light. The girl who plays Kate Bishop, I think, does a good job. Yeah. Um, There's, like, enough. It's cool. You get Kingpin back. Like, you get some shit. And it also doesn't feel very long. Right. And I like that. 
it's it, seasonal. Six, six episodes. I think it's like six yeah. episodes. It's all Christmas. I think they're maybe 30 minutes. It's like in and out. Yelena Belova's there. Shit's rocking. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and she's good on that. It, yeah. yeah, it's that's what I'm saying. That's a sleeper yeah, yeah. good one. It was a good one. That they made where I think a lot of people would argue that Moon Knight's better to them. Okay. But I think it's just because people want to feel smarter. And I think Moon Knight's for people who yeah, want to be. He's got like two personalities. Actually, yeah. he's got three if you watch the last you episode. Wouldn't, you wouldn't even get the way his mind is working. And I don't know. It just feels fucking Rick from Rick and Morty to me. Yeah, a little bit. There, I, I, the one thing I did like was just, you know, the cool Egyptian stuff that they tied into it. Yeah, I it love just gave that. it, you know, because there's, there's already so, you know, Egypt is already shrouded in so much mystery that it's just a cool vibe. Well, and it's, the Egyptian stuff. It's dope because you we already have Norse gods in Marvel. Then did that come out? That came out before Thor 4. So um, after that. Then you get that whole scene with all the gods in Thor four, right? And you're like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" All yeah. these things, and they're bringing like, in Hercules, like, yeah, you get, but you're like, "Oh, like, this who cares?" Is, it's this whole pantheon of like these creatures or beings were basically just like visitors to Earth type shit. Yeah, you know the the Mister Miracle stuff with New Genesis and Apocalypse, like it reminds me of like the Norse god stuff, like the Marvel. Yeah. You know, this is definitely it's definitely their version. It's DC's version well, of that, but there's something about it that's a little more mellow. It, and not in your face as the, the Thor stuff. I mean, the Thor stuff is cool, especially the Walt Simonson stuff. But but that was because... And that was later on. No one read Thor until the 80s until he started writing and drawing it. Well, Jack got, like, fired from Marvel. And then went to DC. Oh, and that's when he came up with the dark he, side shit. Well, he had... He was doing that shit at... He was about to, like, do all that shit at Marvel. Yeah. And then they fired him, and he was like, check it out. These are my stories and just went over there. And I think I have, a, I assume he didn't get fired for like poor performance. I'm sure it was some kind of ego shit oh, or yeah. something. So he when even he said that as all as artists, we have egos and you know, big ones. When he gets to DC, he can walk in like a big dog. You know what I mean? He's not walking Fuck into yeah. DC like a guy who got fired from a job. He's walking in like, Yo, fuck them. We're about yeah. to crush it. Like, I need everyone. I mean, any job, you have to start at the bottom of the totem pole. But if your name's Jack Kirby. Yeah, and, your nickname's The King. Yeah, and you're starting at, you know, the only, basically the only rival company to your former. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a little bit more respect, you know. And you're a guy who's just, I mean, even at that time. He's, he's just ripping in, cigars. and Brought in he's intimidating. hundreds of characters. Yes. Created. A stable. Hundreds of characters that we still talk about today. It is pretty crazy. You it's know? crazy. It's still, and that's why, like, it it just remains so cool. And I, I get still get excited about it, is these these properties are sold, and they're 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 making the most money out of like any sort of form of entertainment, you know. And um, back, you know, they weren't they were nowhere near as respected when they were actually coming out. It's just it's just very cool. It's like the typical, you know, you know, Van Gogh didn't make any money till he died kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I would love to see the list of like how few artists actually created the majority of characters where now you really don't have a lot of, you have new characters. I get that, but they're way far and few between. Mm -hmm. It's not a new person every week or a new, you know what I mean? Like you're writing decades worth of stuff. And at a certain point, people are like, I like these villains. Mm -hmm. I want this villain back. And you start running out of like, 
fucking animals to base these things off of. Right. Like weird fucking how many people can control plants? Uh-huh. Plants gotta have a hard time sometimes. If poison ivy and fucking swamp thing are like, <laughs> I need you. They're like, who do we go to, mom or dad? Ooh, I would like to see the two of them in a book. I mean, I'm sure they've all, I'm sure they've all been in like stuff together. It's just like, yeah, back then. Well, Batman is in the one Swamp Thing for a little bit. Never see Poison Ivy, but there's one part where he takes like Gotham is just he becomes Gotham basically, and it's all covered in uh, forest and trees and stuff. I think there's a it's, a, it's an Alan Moore one. It's really good. I want to say maybe it's an Injustice thing where Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy have linked up. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, or, probably. Um, it was something with Constantine, and they were all sure. together because she's now kind of a um, anti-hero, I guess. Okay. Like kind of in, like it will in Hush. Like I can't remember. I mean, I know I know there's a scene with her in it. Um, no, because Hush is definitely. Oh, does, more, oh she brainwashed. She like brainwashes. She brainwashed uh, Superman. Yeah, she's got him under she his got clutches. Yeah, uh, lipstick. That's right. Yeah. How that works, dude. And then no Crypt, then Crypto, the, the super dog, comes in and saves mm-hmm. the day. One of the best Batman. It, dude, the Hush man, it's good stuff. Um. What else you been you been watching anything? What else you got on your list? Uh, so yeah, we watched Guardians three. We talked about that briefly before we started recording. Still haven't. I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah, it, it dude, it's emotional. Weird. It's a little emotional, like you know, because I'm sure you know it's a very rocket uh, raccoon centered mm-hmm. story. And I'll tell you what, though, man, you know who stole the show was the guy that played the High Evolutionary. Yeah, he, he has he, a very very strange name. I don't know what nationality he is. He was in um, Peacemaker. Oh, he was. Which yeah. character is he? He the, is the other FBI agent yeah. or whatever. Great actor. It's like Chukowatiti. It, it's very, it's very, like, I think it's African. I have no idea. But, dude, it's fantastic. Uh, like, he he does a really good job of being very menacing. And he was great. I mean, He, he does was have re- a good, creepy energy if, to him. If there was a shitty bad guy in that movie, I probably wouldn't have liked it as mm. much. Um, but he does a very good job of, like, actually making you afraid of the of the guy he's very scary Which is cool like so good villain great villain he was so good he kind of stole the show to be honest of marvel villains what tier so you have s tier which is like best villain yeah possibly ever go down to f tier are we talking you, as far as popularity or power as or of what you clout? thought what of you just personally what you thought of him as like a villain in the movie so there's been like not great uh, Winter oh, Soldier, for example. Well, I'd put, I, would, I would put him pretty high, to be honest. Yeah. As far as caliber of villain, um, you know, not obviously not quite a Thanos level. Okay. Or even like a, you know, I would, you know, I love my Willem Dafoe Green Goblin is great, you know, and Doc Ock, of course. Um, but he is up there. Uh, I liked him better than what Ronan, the Destroyer or whatever. I mean, he was cool. Yeah. He's a, he's a classic character, but... Would you I, say best villain in the Guardians trilogy? Yeah, because dude, even like I love Kurt Russell, but no one was really crazy about the whole ego I, thing. Yeah, the ego. No thing. No one really cared. It and Kurt Russell really tried to ham it up. It was a good the, story. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with the story. Um, and I, I didn't dislike it. It just like I didn't care enough. It's just really know? hard. Yeah, it's a really hard concept to kind of convey where. My dad's a planet mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, and they did a good job of that, but just like I just didn't care. <laughs> so you got uh, the what? Yeah, what's it called? High Evolution. The High Evolutionary is so, number one in Guardians for sure. And you know his whole thing is you know he's created entire civilizations. You know he's God to a lot of people. They actually go to an alternate version of Earth that he created, 
And basically, because he's like, oh, I visited Earth once, and I thought it was a lovely place, and I thought, oh, I can make it better kind of thing. And all the people that live on there... Are like animals, right? Yes. And Which is obviously how, they get, how you how, make it better. How they get to that is kind of through, you know, his research and, you know, Rocket being one of his subjects. Spoilers, by the way. Um, and, like, you know, I'm not going to go too much into that, but that's kind of... He was the, you know, Rocket, because he was not super aggressive, was like the archetype for that. Oh, the, he was uh, the base model, dude. He was yes. weapon But, one. like, they land, like, in the... It's like the suburbs, but it's just, like, all these freaky, you know, animal people in like, clothes, you it's know? It's got the first F-bomb in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that was sick. Oh, I can't I remember the line, but it was really funny. Yeah, it was, like, like when fucking drive or something. Yeah. or something. Um, He's like, how do I get there? He's like, you fucking drive or something like that. It was funny. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That was a good one. Yeah, I'm glad good. that James Gunn got to leave Marvel on a high note. Big time. I'm excited for what he's going to do with DC. Cause I think he's pretty good about, I think he knows to skirt like origin stories, like hard origin stories, because at this point I get as much as I hate fucking Superman. I get, you have to have Superman. There has to be like, there has to be. I told for I, many reasons. I understand it. It's just a necessary evil to me. Mm hmm. But and that's, and that's why it's cool when they make him evil too. But I also don't don't need to go back to Smallville. No. I know he's. I know how he got here. Every, Do my, you want to see him working on a farm yeah, for ten years? Like my mom knows how he got here, <laughs> and contrary to her Neil Gaiman reading, she knows nothing about comics. It's just like in the zeitgeist of like what it is. Yeah. So to rewatch it, you're like, this is. It just eats up. 20 minutes of a movie that you're like, all right, is this thing going to suck or what? Mm -hmm. And if we can just jump right into a story, yeah. we don't need flashbacks. Dude, and, we and don't need any of we that. We may be beating a dead horse. I don't know how passionate I've gotten about it on this show, but you know, I, Henry Cavill made me care about Superman because I really, really liked Man yeah. of Steel. And to this day, I still do not know why they won't just let him have this gig. It's very strange to me. I think he did a great job, but I, maybe never. I completely agree, but at this point, it's like we just we got to move on. They we, did cast the new guy. I saw him. He, like he looked pretty legit for a Superman type guy. I would just. I want everyone new. I don't want them bringing back any old people. I don't need any multi like no multiverse, no this or that. The, okay, I'm okay with them doing, like they said, Robert Pattinson. And uh, was it Matt? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. That's all separate. Yeah, that's it. Same way that comics, I would love to see Superman show up though. That'd be kind of cool. Same way comics have their different worlds in it. That's fine to me. But I don't need everyone traveling to a multiverse. Who who would be a sup Who would be Superman in a Matt Reeves Batman movie? Uh, Superman Let's just say, in you know, a shows Matt up. Reeves movie. Um, so he's got to be pretty similar age to. Like, because his his casting, I mean, I know he's not in charge of casting, but yeah. it, it, I always thought it was great. You know, the the Colin Farrell Penguin thing was cool. You know, yeah, that's a good. The, that's the a guy good, that weird plays Commissioner pull. Gordon, fantastic, and it's all because it's just it feels a little bit different than the normal uh, actor you would put in that role. So yeah, I'm trying to think who would be Man, a good one. Like, who would be a cool? It doesn't have to be like a big name. It could definitely be like someone like. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think like no there's no like 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 swole guys like like swole young guys I feel like cuz they got to be in good shape. Uh, yeah, you got to be kind of jacked and I'm assuming you want them to be around the same age. What, Dude, it, you know Chris, would be, Chris Pratt. You know it would be nuts. <laughs> think about this. 
Taylor Lautner. Oh, the oh. kid who played the werewolf yeah. in Twilight. He is not a very good actor. Uh, reunite. But that's perfect because oh, Superman, Patterson. Superman is super wooden dude, anyways. Dude, the, and we the ladies love him. that. Then you get the ladies in the theater. That's what I'm saying, dude. And it's Edward and Jacob all over again, dude. Dude, you're a g- fucking genius. That's the <laughs> fucking move, dude. That's Dude, we just kind of stumbled upon that. Um, Hashtag Taylor Lautner for Superman. Start posting that up on the internet it would, there, It would kids. just be funny, even if the scene was five minutes long. It yeah. would just be kind of fun to see that. And that's, dude, right on, man. And in the, I feel like in the uh, in Twilight, because I've seen most of them, they already have a weird Batman-Superman vibe yeah. where he is the supposedly responsible one where uh, Edward's the fucking, like, I'm in the shadows guy. Yeah, he's the bad one. He's the one who, like, oh, that I would just love to see him fly. And then at one point he's Superman and he turns into a werewolf. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and Batman turns into a vampire. Dude, it's, yeah, I, I could see it, man. I could definitely see it. Like I said, yeah, even if it was like a five-minute scene and they just kind of, like, mention it, you know, and then he flies away, yeah. I think it would be... I'm looking forward to more of that universe, but again, I want them to take on doing a realistic version of someone that's maybe a little tougher to do, where like a a Mr. Freeze. I know a lot of people say that, and I get. Yeah, do we pun- know who's gonna be the new villain? I would love to I see another Mr. Freeze. I don't know Freeze. if we do, but Arnold's I, Arnold's the only guy that's been Mr. Freeze, right? Yeah, and it was bad. It was not well, great. and then you have the dude from the '60s show. Oh, yeah, 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 with the orange eyebrows. Yeah. But the real Mr. Freeze to me is always the animated. With the red goggles and the, and he, and the dome, yeah. My wife, Dude, she was sick, and I had to get diamonds. <laughs> they, I mean, it was that Heart of Ice is like the real story of it. Uh, Heart of Ice, yeah, or Sub-Zero is the uh, the movie they the made. The movie one. But Heart of Ice is that origin for them. Yes. Where... No one's ever really done that, and they tried to do it in that weird Uma Thurman, uh, Arnie one. Yes, but that movie they used it through like security footage. Like they showed the story, yeah. and then like yeah, then it's him robbing. And these who's jewelry heists. ever seen a scientist that, that is... looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he's in like, the he's in the lab coat and shit. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Arnold as Superman, maybe maybe ten years ago. Damn, Arnie as Superman and. Uh, you can't. You got to have an American Sly dude. as Batman. Well, you know, Henry Cavill's British, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. gotcha Batman, gotcha. what are you doing? <laughs> I think the Batman and Robin I'm movie Bobby. is the first movie I remember like seeing in theaters, I'm pretty sure. That Batman and Robin? Yeah. Oh, the, I was so excited, dude. That's the one with Uma and Arnold. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's like, when you're a kid, that was sweet, though. It was you fantastic. You're a kid. I was six years old. It was great. Yeah, it's not until you're an adult that you're like bat nipples. Right. I'm not looking at that. I'm, I don't care. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, guys, that's yeah. Bane. Or the vest, dude, in the first scene where, where they're robbing the thing and they click the heels and it's the ice oh, skates pop out the so boots. So cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, why doesn't everyone have these? Yeah. This is insane. Oh, he's got a credit card? This rules. The Adults, Batman credit card? Yeah. Never leave the cave without it. I gotta get one of those, man. Does Amex make one a Batman? Uh, the Batman credit <laughs> card. I they got to. Like if I'm getting a black card, dude, you can you can put that Batman logo on there. Yeah, I pop know the you Batman can logo on it. Make it like embossed how it is on theirs. 
Um, I've held a black card before. It's pretty crazy. The heavy. It's it's got some weight to it. They they make it's they, made of obsidian. They, they make uh, other cards that aren't black cards that are like have a little weight to them. But yeah. no, this, this was legit. It was legit. It said black card on it. Oh, I believe it. The guy left it. He left it at the at the restaurant. Well, there's also. But a, he came in a lot. I think we get back. There's to it. also a thing with the black card that I think it's more. You got to spend what half a million a year on it. I think. It's some kind of like. I don't think it's as an elusive thing as people make it seem. Yeah. Like you and you know, you know who, who invented the black card? Jerry. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Jerry. It's such a great story. Dude, I saw Jerry on a, an episode of, uh, it was Larry King Live. He's getting interviewed. Classic. And so, Damn, is Larry alive still? No, I think he passed oh, away. Dead. I could be wrong. He might. Dude, I actually don't fucking know, but I'm pretty sure he passed away. Anyways, it was something about like the most embarrassing questions like an interview's ever asked and like celebrities getting pissed. So he's, he's on Larry King Live. And Larry's talking to Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, so it's like your show, when you went off the air, he's like, were your ratings like declining? Is that why it ended? And he looks at me and goes, Larry, I had the number one show on television. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, like, what are you talking about? You know, and then he goes, he goes, do you know who I am? He said it, that, dude. Jerry's the man. He probably just fucking also like hated Larry King. Because, dude, Jerry is a spiteful motherfucker. L- yes, but also Larry walked right the fuck into that, like. Mm. Being a comedian, Jerry probably could have made it a little funnier. Yeah. But uh, I just love the way he said it. He's like, do you know who I am? I bought the house above Mitzi Shore to look down on her every day. Yeah. Oh, dude. He you know, he's he was the kind of guy, once he got a little bit of money, he, he wanted people to know. Yeah. I mean, good for Like, I was talking about this with a friend the other night. There are some people that it's him and Joe Rogan are the two richest comedians. Yes. And they're both people that I don't find their either of their stand-ups particularly funny um not really no it it just isn't for me on either part for the course i think both of them have done things i really like yeah where i really liked seinfeld for a long time i still like well yeah jerry's a great writer oh, yeah and larry I, larry's a great writer i also have watched a bunch of fucking joe rogan episodes that i learned about a comedian or this random person that I still follow to this day. I'm obviously like during Corona, I feel like everything went like this guy's the most political person ever. It's like, no, it's just Barbara Walters, but he's bald and jacked. That was crazy. Yeah. Cause for a long time it was very pretty neutral. You also like anything, you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. We're fucking adults. Like, yeah, of course. It's not like anything anyone... I If I hear something, I'm like, that's gospel. That's the word. Like, that's it. Right. It's like, I've never taken any statement. I understand holy. people are, an impression, are impressionable, but like, what are we supposed to do? Just ban all media and like have, you know... Yeah, it's... Even, even fact checkers get shit wrong. That's all I'm saying. Oh, without a doubt. And I don't think that's where you should be getting your news from. It's... It's no one on that show has ever said this is a news source. Right. It's this is a guy who is interviewing who started off interviewing comedians, fighters, and guys who he thought did cool stuff. Well, when Joe started getting in hot water, it just bugged me that there was all these people that were so matter of fact that like, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist or whatever. That's like, and it's like whether that's right or wrong, like you don't know that you're just speculating it, because, because you're because you because you're a journalist and you want to get clicks. Like, yeah, just you, say it, just fucking say it. You know, there's no shame in it. And I think it also is probably incredibly upsetting for a lot of people who spent a lot of time in journalism school, who go, wow, well, the guy who has 
does the best interviews and can get an interview with literally anybody is this fucking comedian from uh I think he's from Jersey. Was it Fear or, or Fear Factor? Fear Factor. It's like it I get where like someone will be pissed, but it also never started that way. Yeah. It started as just like, hey, here's comedians. Oh, I used to I had this history in mixed martial arts and shit. So now I work with the UFC. Oh, we can get some of these fighters on. Yeah, it's amazing his uh, his range of things yeah, that he's like done, it, you know. And the things that think about all the things he he turns down. I mean, uh, without a doubt, like, like it left it every day. He, every day he probably turns down five projects. And he's also been a pretty open person. And this isn't like me fucking harping on the guy and being like, I love this. Like I love Rogan, but it's like to be fair, there are a lot of like interviews on there that's like. You could not like him and still want to hear the interview. Yes. Because he does do the job of, oh, I'll touch the, like, sensitive issue. Like, I'll bring it up. Because he's a jacked swole. It's what meatheads do. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, well, I'll bring up that sensitive thing that you yeah. don't want to talk about. And that's what we want to hear, especially from fucking, like, he's like, yo, what's going on, Elon? Are we, are we going to Mars or what the hell is happening? Right. And it's like. Good for him because Barbara Walters and the motherfuckers don't get interviews. Barbara, Barbara Walters has to listen to what ABC wants her to ask. You know? Exactly. Like or like, I'm not saying she doesn't write the questions. Like you know, she's a journalist, but, but they have to be go approved. Approval. And usually by and also by the person that's being interviewed. Oh yeah, no, you can't ask them about that. Yeah. And that, you know, like it, yeah, you have to go through. You know, I at least give credit again. That's like this dude will get people from both sides. Yeah. And if someone's like out of place, he's he's checked a couple of motherfuckers before where it's like yes. that shit like what you're saying is fucked. Those are actually pretty funny clips. I mean, he does tell Brendan Schwab to quit fighting UFC because he sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, him and Jerry do these things that love Seinfeld. Rogan, like I said, just has credentials to me that what, to hate on him. Would be crazy, but for me to go, they're my top five comedians. Would never. It'd be absurd. I don't think either of them are in my top twenty five. No comedians. way. Yeah, no way. Yeah, you know I mean, but that's not where their like skill almost was. Like, I feel like they almost knew that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, a lot. They both probably put a lot of people on too. Yeah, it's great. Like, oh, it's 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 a beautiful thing. And I mean, dude, Larry's a legend. Larry, dude. I love Larry David. The world would be, is going to be a very sad place when he's not around oh, anymore. Because it's just, it, I'd say probably the most natural comedy writer to the point where it literally just like anything he says could be a sitcom. Any sentence could be the jumping point for an episode of something. Yeah. And and it's completely natural. It's completely well, yeah, uh, the, organic when he's just talking. The beauty of fucking Curb and it being basically improv yeah, yeah. And it's like thinking about that and just how funny all these people are. And a lot of these people aren't big, huge names. Yeah. But they're people that you're like, oh, yeah, I would recognize this person anywhere. But you're like, oh, is that a Cheryl? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, you know her as Cheryl from the show? Her name is Cheryl Hines. Right. Oh, that's right. It is a real name. I forgot. Yeah. But they do that a lot with people. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, Jeff. Just, Isn't Jeff Garland's name Jeff? Yeah. yeah. And it's like I I love that shit. Um, what are we at? Uh, what are we looking at? We, uh, we got about five six minutes left. Five six minutes here, dude. 
Let me see what's been what's been shaken up with me. Uh, we did want to talk. I think we forgot to talk about Matthew the Raven on Sandman. Mm. So we were saying earlier, Pat Oswald does an okay job, but the delivery could be a little not so much over the top, a little drier. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just you know it's Pat Oswald, mm-hmm. and a lot of, you don't really know the cast for the most part is kind of unknowns. You get a. Uh, you get that tall chick from Game of Thrones. She's what, Lucifer. She plays Lucifer. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's not like the whole Lucifer scene too is when it's done visual like on camera doesn't trans. I forget what the fight was in Hell, like in the comics, but the one on screen is kind of a weird, like lacklustery. Like just CGI ridden. It's just like a very yeah. It's them just kind of like all transforming into things. Yeah, and I think that might have been how it happens in the comic. But in the comic, you're able to draw out these like crazy detailed figures and images, and it looks so much more fucking magical or whatever on a page than when it gets done in like a CGI type way. And it's just like tiger. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, oh, a snake. <laughs> You're just, like, it's just a little dull. Like, it falls flat. A little dull, yeah, well said. Because to put the effort in to get it that crazy would be insane. Yeah. It's like trying to, like, I you know, with fant- I think, like, Fantastic Four, to try to recreate some of that crazier uh, space, spacey sci-fi stuff that Jack Kirby did in the '60s. Fantastic Four is like you're never, you know, how, you know that real, those yeah. real trippy splash oh. pages. You're never gonna be able to recreate that. No. I don't, you know, I don't care how good your CGI is. I mean, is. Doctor, it'll Sh- look cool. Doctor Strange is a great. Actually, you know what? They yeah. do a really good job of making it look like those but, '70s and '80s books. But also, that's such a loophole because there's magic and universes yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, shout out Gene Colan, one of my favorite Doctor Strange artists, and he also did a ton of shit. He he uh he's the first guy to draw Blade. And uh Gene Colan did a lot of really cool stuff. The um but back to the Raven and fucking Pat Oswald. Yeah, so who would you want to hear as the Raven? Um I'm trying to think who would have that good more dry Dimitri humor. Martin. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be fun. I kind of like I it, Nathan Fielder, dude. Nathan Fielder. Honestly could be <laughs> a good one. That would have been too. perfect. It just Again, I love Patton Oswalt. It is, I am a number one Patton stan. Same, same, dude. And I totally get why, on paper, this seems like a no-brainer. It seems like the easiest thing. But there is, like I said, a weird aspect of, for me, knowing exactly who it was takes me out of it. Yeah. And I know, like, that's Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. And it... Again, he has this just kind of more his pitch is a little higher. Yeah. And it feels a little cartoony. Now, how'd you feel about him as Pip the Troll? I heard that was like pretty solid. Yeah, that's I think that's like that was a little that's appropriate. more appropriate. I need him to be a little bit gruffer. Like Pip the Troll should have just been we we needed uh Danny DeVito. Thirty years ago, yeah, to just be Pip the Troll. That actually, yeah, that's that's who that's who you want. That's who you so want. So does he? Is he smoking the stogie and everything? I don't or, remember. No, that, that was kind of his deal because I've read a decent amount of Infinity Watch comics because they're kind of fun. Yeah, I like. I what's, mean, it's a cool. Team. What's what's the one? The bald chick, Moon something, Moon Dragon. Yeah, Moon oh. Dragon. I think I'm that wondering. Bl- that <laughs> I'm wondering if that's where. So, my big thing is thinking. You have Harry Styles as Star Fox. 
And yeah. Is that happening? He was already played in. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's so right. I did didn't, I'm sorry, at, I didn't see Eternals. Yeah. So. Yeah, he did post credits on Eternals with yeah. Patton Oswald right. as Pip the Troll. And to me, it's like, you're not just going to tease that and never bring it back. Yeah. So. But it's weird it, with the whole Adam Warlock thing. It makes me wonder, though, if you get in the future a version of the Guardians that is Star Fox, Pip the Troll. Some of those new characters yeah. that got brought in at the end of the third Guardians. Um, that's you know that's probably what's going to happen is bring those people all together. Yeah, because now Adam Warlock, spoiler, he's running around with it's it's basically it's it's Rocket, it's Craglin, Cosmo the dog, yeah, Groot. You know, it's it's pretty much everyone except Peter and, there, and there's Gamora. There's Gamora joins girl. up with the Ravagers. There's a new girl. The new girl. Um, She's like a younger girl that they rescue, I think, from that planet. Oh, oh, well, there's a whole bunch of young girl, like, girls. Like, the, he was, like, holding hostage to create some new planet. Yeah, he had... So, one of them, I think, is with him, Just too, one of them, yeah. Because she ends up, in comic, being someone they talk about. Yeah, and it's cool they keep Gamora around. Like, it would be cool to see a moon dragon. Or, like, who am I forgetting? Like, who's the big, like, brute of the group uh, in Infinity Watch? Because I was just reading that not too long ago. Well, wasn't ago. Drax on the team? Drax, yes. That's who it was. It was Drax. And we're not going to get Drax back. Mm, no, Drax is still there. Like, well, I... Because some of them left. Like, like what's their... Like, Mantis left, mm-hmm. and and Peter Quill left. And Gamora, it's, you know, it's this, this alternate timeline Gamora. She's with the Ravagers. With She's Ravagers. with the Ravagers from the beginning but of the But doesn't film. some... Like, some... Nowhere? Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's the people I just mentioned. That's Star... Or Star Lord. Like, Rocket, like Rocket is leading the team, basically. What happened? Does doesn't Drax leave though? No, Drax stays. Mantis leaves. He's on the team. Pretty sure. I thought he left. I'm pre- I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure he sticks around. And uh, yeah, so like Adam Warlock, they make him like really kind of dumb in like Guardians, and there's a reason for that. They're saying like he like wasn't fully like because remember he comes out of that hatch out of that pod at the end of the second one that the um, the, uh, the 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 gold people make him, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And the... so they say like, they, he they like hatched him out of the pod early, and he's like very like, more like an adolescent mindset it's a teen so yeah they make him kind of stupid but i think they're going to kind of turn it around because he's very powerful and his costume was super super comic accurate he even had like the little like skull piece in the center well the hard part for that too is he so much of his character is based around an infinity yes stone. and now there's no and stones. now we don't have any there's no stones. stones yeah that's kind of the whole thing of the infinity watches which is such stones. a weird because but it's I'm fine it works you I'm, know yeah i think they'll That'd just cool. change the name of the team because you still want to do space stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't think Eternals are calling anything even Infin- by Eternals. Yeah, and they're not going to call it Infinity Watch Cause either because no... that's too too confusing. Yeah, why would it? Why would, it has nothing to do with the, has nothing to do with the stones exactly. Uh, According to Loki, Loki show they're paperweights. <laughs> they're paperweights. Yeah, they don't matter. But maybe once with a reboot, things start. You know, it's a whole different world. Yeah, hundred percent. And they have you know a bunch of them. So well, yeah, that was a good episode. It was a banger. Uh, thank you, guys. We are, as always, going to be continuing catching more episodes weekly for you guys. Thank you for listening. Go support us at patreon.com backslash threads and dreads. We would always appreciate it. Helps us get new equipment. Helps us get maybe one day we'll get a new couch that's just a little more comfortable. Yeah, ambitious, uh, dude. But also go to Instagram.com and follow us at Threads and Dreads Pod. Appreciate that as well. Thank you as always to Sean. Yep. And thank you to you guys, thank the you. listeners, for being just the sweetest little cutie pies 
and uh, getting those numbers up for us. Love y'all. Peace.